It's time for episode 534 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM. Recorded Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast coming to you live from the North Pole. I am one of your hosts, Vika Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by my good pal, my dungeon buddy, because we play Dungeons and Dragons online together. It's Dan Morin. How you doing, Dan? Hi, Micah. I'm doing well for this, our last show of 2023, which we'll, you know... <laughs> mentioned at the end of the show too uh we refining our dungeon buddy intro in 2024 we'll have to think about it there have yeah. been some, i noticed we had some comments yeah we did have some comments i i've been thinking about ditching ditching it and entirely changing it we'll see you know it'll be a new year we'll, we'll have we'll an opportunity out. to change and you new year, new find us. out a new year <laughs> exactly <laughs> i have i have one resolution in the new year and that's to be new <laughs> wow um well while we pause Wonder what our future looks like. Let us introduce our awesome guests to my left for the final show of the year. Video host and producer at CNET. It's Abrar Alhiti. Welcome back to the show, Abrar. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure, and I'm especially honored to be able to wrap up this year with you all. And to my left, also helping us finish out the year, um, although maybe in a place where, is it already next year? I don't know how time zones work. Uh, it's a university lecturer from Auckland, New Zealand, public policy and technology, and a podcaster at the Incomparable Network. It's Sarah Bickerton. Welcome back, Sarah. Good morning, Dan. Yes, it is the future here. Um, Good. Although I think we're the South Pole. Not the North Pole? I don't know. Mm. It's it's warm. I, I, it's already like 20 degrees out Celsius outside. I don't know. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> Topsy-turvy. Everything's upside down. <laughs> well, wow. Let us get rolling here. You know how this works. Four topics, 30 minutes, and mine for you is this. Tell us about a time that tech made you happy this year. It could be a time it made you excited. It helped you get a win. It filled you with wonder. Whatever it happens to be, a time that tech provided some sort of joy. Abrar, we'll start with you. The piece of tech that brought me the most joy this year was, I'm a huge Swifty, okay, let's just get that out there. And the thing that brought me the most joy was the fact that we were all, like, not only attending, you know, like, era's tour shows, but when we couldn't, because we can't go to every show, we were all like live streaming and watching live streams of the show. And so like going on TikTok, not only just watching videos that people posted, but then watching live streams on YouTube, TikTok, um, just the sense of community that came out of it. I know it sounds trivial, but there's something just incredibly bonding about that experience and, and getting to have that online. And the fact that this is completely different that from any other tour that she had done, because we were all even more connected than we had ever been even just, you know, four or five years ago. So that that brought me the most joy this year. Um, just kind of fun to, to relive all those moments. For me, I think it's <laughs> it's interesting because I think I've become very jaded about technology, but one of the things that has helped me sort of enjoy it again is seeing it through the eyes of my kid, um, who is, you know, a, not even a year and a half old, but the way he responds to certain types of technology, it could be really basic, uh, 
Look, for example, right now, um, he likes to point at lights a lot and be like, lights. Oh, <laughs> what are those? Uh, and that's, I don't know. It's adorable. So like, you know, we've got um, certain things on like, um, you know, smart lights and stuff like that where you can turn them on with your voice assistant. And he loves watching them come on and turn off again. And then to sort of a corollary to that is just the fact that I, you know, have in my pocket this device that lets me capture all these moments, either, you know, just as a camera or in video is amazing to me. I mean, you know, all of us who grew up in an earlier era and maybe had stuff where like, oh, you know, you might have a a videotape here or there of like a certain like a school play or maybe a birthday party or something. But like the minutia of everyday life did not get captured when most of us were kids. (laughs) And so to be in a world where, you know, I can not only do that, but share it immediately with people who are, you know, in my family who are not, uh, you know, close by is amazing to me. So we have a a shared um, photos album uh, on uh, the iPhone that we share with some my parents and my in-laws and some aunts and uncles and cousins and it's great i just love it it's like my personal social network where i just post pictures of my kid all the time so i love being able to share that with all my family and everything and and the fact that technology enables that is kind of amazing sarah what about you so uh about midway through this year i got my first full-size motorcycle yeah, I've ridden like dirt bikes and Vespa style scooters all around the world, but um, this was my first full size motorcycle. But the motorcycle is fully electric. Uh, but yeah, I now commute all around the city on it. Occasionally, I've just gotten up early and gone for a ride around the coast. It reminds me of like that amazing feeling you got about the future when we, that we used to have about tech, but don't really get that much anymore. This is something I just enjoy. Just unabashedly enjoy. Oh, awesome, awesome stuff. I am going to actually choose something that did really kick off this year, um, generative AI. There have been a number of times where uh, this is where I think delight and wonder come into play because I've just been delighted at how it's helped me solve some different problems that I've had. So uh, not therapy, don't worry. Um, When I wanted to be able to do some sort of script on my Mac that helps me do X, Y, or Z, the fact that I was able to type that in and get some advice on where I should go with a Python script or uh, what I should do with Keyboard Maestro or what whatever it happened to be, um, just those little things had been so helpful. It's surprised me at what it has been able to do thus far and how it has improved over time as well. So yeah, I have to say that it did make me happy this year and I've been very impressed with it. All right. Uh, Speaking of AI or not speaking of AI, let's move (laughs) to our next topic, which comes from Abrar. What has been the most significant tech advancement or product launch this year, in your opinion? So Dan, why don't you why don't you kick us off? I would actually vote for, oh, I'm still going to stick with this, uh, even though it's, you know, maybe older hat now. And I think that's Apple Silicon to me. The fact that we got both the higher end M2 chips, the M2 Pro and the M2 Max at the beginning of this year. And then by the end of the year, we're on to the M3 Pro and M3 Max chips just sort of indicates how hard Apple has been pushing on developing their own custom silicon. Um, It is amazing to look at that where we were just a few years ago um, with, you know, Apple 
Apple laptops and stuff being sort of treated as second class citizens a lot of times in terms of like dealing with Intel and like chips would come late and all the Intel, you know, PCs would be like, oh, we've had that chip for a year. And now it's like Apple is at the forefront of this and has sort of totally flipped the script on it in the last four years or so. Um, And I just find it, I continually find it amazing. Um, A product that is turning 40 years old next month uh, is still it not only relevant, but more relevant than ever. So to me, the fact that that Apple keeps turning along, even though these are more evolutionary than revolutionary advances, the whole fact that Apple has built up this huge processor, you know, pipeline and continually produces these incredibly amazing chips is just something that is often goes a little under remarked upon, I think. Sarah? And my contribution here is thinking a tad sideways about gains, what gains mean. And um, for that, I'm going to say technology and media regulation. We've started seeing the first real impacts of wide, uh, widespread technolo- technology regulation instead of like the previous disparate efforts. Um, I mean, there's the obvious USB-C transition from Apple and the opening up of side loading and app stores that are coming probably in, through into 2024. But the the big one I think is we're also um, quietly seeing a lot of movement internationally and cooperatively internationally if we don't count the US um, around online media regulation. Finally, um, admittedly, it's just the start of it, but we are seeing movement in the direction. Finally, I think just felt we've had uh, too long abrogating responsibility for the regulatory frameworks we need for this. So. Uh, it may be kind of weird, but I'm actually kind of marginally hopeful around that a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I think anecdotally, I have seen just a lot more awareness of privacy implications of technology. Mm. I've seen overall more people being more skeptical and sort of having a heightened awareness of what all technology can do with the understanding that it is, you know, that there are so many different ways that it might be um, collecting your information. And I think it's resulted in a lot fewer times that people are just tapping yes, 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 yes on all of the permissions of, of, you know, yes, you can track this. Yes, you can track that. And more questions about now, why does this app that has nothing to do with uh, my local network need to have access to my local network? And a lot of the times, the reason why I feel anecdotally that I've seen this is because you get people calling in with uh, need to have uh, tech support stuff answered. And it's like, oh, yeah, this app isn't doing what I expected to do. Oh, that's because you said no to this thing that you actually did need to say yes to. Here's why you need to say yes to it. And here's everything to understand about that. So I think a general more awareness of tech and the impact that it has, as opposed to just handing it all over and going, yeah, it's doing that. It's been doing that. It's fine. Um, I think is really, really grown. Uh, Abrar, why don't you run us out here? For me, where I've been most fascinated uh, by kind of just product rollouts is 
the continual release and honestly rise of foldable phones because it it for you know when when Samsung began launching these devices and I think we're still kind of asking this question it's why would we want this like what is the purpose here and I think we're still figuring out that answer I don't think we have it yet but you know we've seen Google roll out a foldable phone OnePlus like all these companies we're still waiting for Apple you know take your time loves <laughs> but when when you're ready let us know um but I think it's really fascinating just to kind of see um this continue to be something where companies are investing and people are apparently buying because we wouldn't keep having them uh, if if people weren't buying them. So I'm really curious to see kind of where we'll go from here. Well, I know where we will go from here on the show, and that's to halftime because we've got two topics down, two topics left. I want to tell you about Ecamm, and boy, I'm always excited to tell you about Ecamm. Ecamm Live is the leading video production and live streaming studio built for Mac. Ecamm does all aspects of video. It's not just live streaming. It's perfect for simplifying your workflow. It's easy enough to get started quickly, but it's powerful enough that you can create just about anything with video and do it all within the Ecamm app. Uh, I just recently ran a Dungeons and Dragons campaign and we streamed it live to both Twitch and YouTube. And it had, you know, uh, views of all of the people as well as views of the map that we were using. And it was so easy to create this thing in Ecamm. I also use this tool when I'm uh, hosting shows from my own home studio. I'm able to uh, pull up my iPhone on screen and show what I am tapping on on the screen. It's a miracle app that does so much, but what's I think the most amazing aspect of it is how it does so much, but it's not difficult to figure out how to do it. It's all very intuitive. It's all very easy to use, and you quickly kind of go, oh, I get this. I understand. It just clicks for you. Whether you're streaming, recording, podcasting, or presenting, everything is right there in Ecamm, including support for multiple cameras and screen sharing and a live camera switcher that will let you direct the show in real time. You can stand out from the crowd with high-quality video, add logos, titles, lower thirds, graphics, share your screen, drop in video clips, bring on interview guests, use a green screen. So you should check out Ecamm Live. Their members are entrepreneurs, marketing professionals, podcasters like yours truly, educators, musicians, church leaders, bloggers, and other content creators of all kinds. Get one month free today. Ecamm.tv slash clockwise using the code clockwise. A whole month free of Ecamm Live at Ecamm.tv slash clockwise with the code clockwise. Go there now, check it out. And of course, our thanks to Ecamm for their support of this show and Relay F. M. All right, we are back from the break, and that means it's time for Dan's topic. All right, 2023 is about to go into the rearview mirror, so of course, I want to look forward to 2024. And I want to know, technologically speaking, is there something in 2024 that you are looking forward to, either from a personal level or a news level, or just where you see technology going in 2024? Sarah, let's start with you. So I currently have a current generation iPad mini. And I absolutely adore it. It goes everywhere on campus with me. It goes to meetings, to offsite, to conferences. I take notes on it all the time. But I'm kind of really interested in the rumors of a big iPad Air. And I think that'll be particularly great for my workflow around reading articles and marking them up. Yeah, I, I never could really justify the iPad pro big one to myself because I just don't have the need for that amount of power and oomph. But otherwise, I'm kind of hoping Apple will update the studio display. But um, 
yeah, I'm not convinced that's going to happen in 2024. I am really just looking forward to seeing people's uses of Apple's Vision Pro headset. I'm not, I have no plans to make that purchase myself. Um, I just would like to see and hear about the experiences that people have with it and see how much it does or doesn't catch on. I'm interested to see how much the initial enthusiasm for it convinces me that I absolutely need one of these things. And then as time goes on, how that shifts. If I dis- if I start to go, eh, you know, th- this actually is pretty gimmicky or, oh man, as time goes on, I just more and more need to have this because FOMO. Abrar, what about you? I look forward to uh, hearing your conclusion on that, but <laughs> I you, am also, <laughs> I am very curious to know what will happen with self-driving cars. And we've had a bit of a setback here, at least in San Francisco, where, you know, Cruise was, you know, pulled off the roads, but Waymo still everywhere and even more so. And so I am very curious to know if it will roll out in more cities. I'm sure it will. Uh, what cities those will be, if other companies will kind of also be able to have those fully self-driving cars on public roads, I think we're going to see huge developments in that space. And so I'm really curious to know not only where the technology is going to go, but also how people in other cities will react to it, because the reactions are definitely worth following. There's been a lot of talk of Apple's platform updates next year, including some generative AI technology. And I'm very curious about this because I think Apple has been extremely careful about how it deploys machine learning and artificial intelligence. And it's never a company to jump on bandwagons and be like, oh, you're doing that? We can do that too. But this it has this feeling now of like, okay, they, they feel like they can't afford to miss out on this. So I want to know how they're going to deploy that in a way that feels responsible and useful and avoids a lot of the pitfalls that we're seeing with AI these days, especially in terms of information accuracy. Because I don't think Apple wants to be in a position of having these AI tools that can just make stuff up. I think that that potentially is more damaging to their brand overall. So I'm very curious to see what the story is around their uh, implementation of AI and their platform later in 2024. And then I'll add to that a second thing, which is, you know, we, I think a lot of us and Micah, I'm sure you as a smart home enthusiast had high hopes for matter this mm-hmm. year, and it kind of fizzled. So I am curious to see if next year it continues to sort of evolve and maybe starts getting its act together, or whether this is going to end up being something that really turns out to be you know, nothing. It doesn't actually solve any of the problems that we wanted and nobody wants to use it. Um, I'm not convinced that's the case, but I'm curious to see whether the people are still invested in continuing to push forward this technology in 2024. But thank you all for your answers. Excellent all around. Let's go to our last topic, which comes from Sarah. Moving on to it's the holiday season. I just thought I'd ask, um, what gift have you bought just for yourself? this holiday. It can be technology, it might not be, just something indulgent you got just for yourself. So I have this um, Cricut machine. And for anyone who doesn't know, it's C-R-I-C-U-T, Cricut. Um, and it's a cutting machine. It lets you, you, you know, cut vinyl, cut different items of, of different materials and make things with it. And I uh, purchased this for myself I think it's been like a year that I've had it, but every once in a while I'll go on to the Cricut store and just 
unabashedly hit add to cart and that music's playing in the background as i'm just boom 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 hitting add to cart on all of these different uh materials and accessories and can't be stopped yeah exactly markers and and so i had another one of those splurges this year and what's great about it is then it results in like different inspiration. And so I end up making new things. And one of the things, uh, my, my website is, uh, that I send everybody to chihuahua.coffee. And so I made these little uh, chihuahua stickers with it's a chihuahua with a cup of coffee in its hand. And I, yeah, I turned them into stickers um, because I got some stuff from Cricket that was able to do that. So yeah, I, that, that's, that's how I splurged and spoiled. Abrar, what about you? Okay, so I like to read uh, when I have the brain capacity to do so. And I've always been the person who says, you know, like a book with pages is always better than a Kindle. Why would I ever want a Kindle? And then I suddenly wanted a Kindle. This is why you just never say never. And so I bought myself one, which I know is not like a real splurge, but it felt like one because it was like, why would I get one if I could just buy a book and I go to bookstores anyway? But it's been really great because it's it's compact. I can take it on the train, which is really what I need instead of like lugging this massive book and having a big enough bag to put it in. Um, and so it's been really nice. I have, um, I'm, I realize I'm a decade behind. I like feel free to roast me, but I, I, I finally caved and I feel like this is a huge topic of debate of, you know, e-reader versus physical book. I still think I'm team physical book on this one, but in terms of convenience, um, the e-reader is really great. So I just, I, I got it. I think it'll, make my life a lot easier when I'm out and about and uh, and I've been enjoying it. I love that because I resisted the ebook reader for a long time. And then I was like 50-50. And these days, I'm like 90% ebook. Yeah. It just, it's so hard to get away from the the easiness and convenience of it. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't know. I You know, I was thinking, and it's like, I don't think I've really bought much for myself yet this, this holiday season. The one thing I did order um, because it was on sale over at Best Buy, was I bought a string of like smart Christmas lights, um, which are the Nano Leaf Christmas lights, and I strung them up yesterday. And as I opened them and started doing it, I realized they were much much longer than I thought they were. <laughs> like they started at our front door in our foyer, went through the foyer, around the window, through the doors that lead into the dining room, across the dining room, across the bookshelf in the dining room. So when my wife came home, I was like, I think these lights are too long. Um, <laughs> But it looks cool and it's kind of fun to have the little twinkling lights and like you can make them all do all these cool color patterns and everything. And I don't know, maybe next year they'll make it to the tree, but our tree's been up for weeks, so I wasn't going to put them on there. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's all I've really bought myself. There's a couple things I'm tempted to and I may after, you know, when the when the holiday gift giving subsides and you're like, oh, I didn't get that thing that I really wanted. And it's like, then I, then I go out and buy it. So, yeah. you know, I got a, a copy of Baldur's Gate 3 sitting there like thinking, well, when, when after all the dust clears, maybe that'll be my splurge purchase for myself. Get yourself to a Boxing Day sale, Dan. I think that's the, exactly that's the plan. exactly yes, yeah. Um, so um, the reason why this came out to me was because um, I just moved into a new apartment. Yay! Um, because you Congrats. know you did. Thank you. Um, you don't have enough to do during the run up to the holidays. I, I, I introduced a move as well. Um, uh, but the great thing is, I have a lot more room in my new place. So I decided to get myself a proper adult 
couch. Yes. Um, not merely the cheapest I could find that would work in the space that like you go there and like you're scrolling through the sites. Oh, that one looks cheap. It'll work. I'll buy it. But I went one for one where the design was the thing. I did, I did go into the store and do bum feel. Um, my partner was very, <laughs> very, um, insistent that we needed a bum feel. Um, but yeah, it's a mid-century design. Um, it's in this gorgeous olive green. Um, it, it's like, yeah, it, it's expensive, but I've an indulgent, but it got, I've got no regrets at all. I love this couch. It's beautiful. Um, I took photos of my couch because it's, uh, yeah, it's lovely. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was my Christmas present to myself in the new, the new place. Um, um, as to tech, I suppose, um, uh, with this move, I finally got the last um, smart bulb replacement. So my entire apartment now has smart bulbs. So um, you can walk around um, asking the S lady to turn off on and all the lights. So I appreciate um, your child, Dan, because, yes, that is <laughs> that is awesome. And I'm never going to get over that. <laughs> all righty with that we have just about reached the end of this episode of clockwise which means we've got just enough time for a bonus topic before we do that though i do want to mention that we now have more than just a clockwise shirt yes you can head to <gasps> clockwise.social slash shirt to get your clockwise tea or your clockwise onesie for your child i'm still a little bummed that they don't have them for adults um but on top of that shirt you can also get yourself a clockwise hat with the clockwise emblem actually embroidered on the hat all of that is available at clockwise.social slash shirt or clockwise.social uh, Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, slash hat. Correct. And there's also a phone case, which is available at clockwise.social slash case. Case. Yay. Ta-ching. So head to any of those three links to find our phone case, our hat, or the clockwise tea. Uh, and know that when you purchase one of these, you're actually also helping to support the show uh, and basically pay the Zoom bill. So we appreciate you f- for doing that. Uh, and then, of course, you're supporting the great logo around and so folks go what's that and you tell them about our show all right let us get back into things i've got my bonus topic for you my question is this what is the best dish it can be you know a recipe that you make a specific entree a side whatever uh what is the best dish that you yourself make and hey even if it's i put a potato in the microwave and pretty soon you've got a baked potato totally fine tell us what your dish is abrar we'll start with you I have become a bit of a a scone connoisseur in the sense that I just try out different scone recipes. And so there's one that I really like um, that I think turns out pretty well. It's an apricot brie scone recipe. And it's really good. Um, But I also, you know, we got to stick to the basics here too. Chocolate chip cookies. I make a really good brown butter chocolate chip cookie, and um, I, that's that's the one that my friends will ask me for uh, on the regular. <laughs> How about you, Dan? Um, I do a a pretty good um, salmon in uh, in the oven. Ooh. I found a good uh, what they called a non recipe over at the New York Times cooking, where it's essentially you combine like a little bit of Dijon mustard, a little bit of brown sugar, you pop that on top of a nice piece of salmon, throw it in the oven, yeah. and you're done. It's great. It's easy. It's delicious. Uh, I also do a pretty good. Um, um, pasta with veggies 
um, dish that I've kind of sort of turned turned into like my whole thing. It's quick and dirty still. I still use jarred sauce and stuff like that, but it's good sauce. And then you combine with some veggies, get some good pasta in there. And I really, uh, for me, that's a that's a good, easy, fast weeknight meal that I'll always default to if I have the stuff on hand. Sarah, what about you? It's my um, vegetarian nachos topping. Um, involves uh, like Mexican spiced chopped canned tomatoes, chili beans, fresh tomatoes, mushrooms, onions, jalapenos, uh, black olives, hot sauce, and a bunch of chili spices. Mm-hmm. Um, you have that over nacho chips after simmering it for uh, quite some time um, with a whole bunch of cheese and sour cream. And without wanting to talk myself up, it, it's pretty awesome. Um, and it's really good. I, it's like, I haven't eaten like nacho nachos with meat for a very long time because honestly my vegetarian nachos are better yes wow they sound delicious um for me i am basically not allowed to attend any family gathering unless i make my collard greens which are technically collard greens with also some mustard greens that i throw in there for a little bit of a bite i yeah i make them every year it basically is a whole day kind of process because you cook down the greens over the course of the day in uh this this broth that you make with garlic and uh and and smoked sausage and uh onions and all of this other very flavorful stuff and then by the time you're done you have what tastes like a delicious meat dish but yet is a very fibrous and good for you bunch of of uh collard and mustard greens i i it's a it's a pleasure each year to make them and have people you know really enjoy them and and you know light up whenever they see that i've got them in my hands so uh i was curious to see or hear about what were all of yours now If you out there would like to get ad-free episodes with an extra overtime topic every week, you can become a member of Clockwise. Just go to Relay.fm slash Clockwise and sign up for just $5 per month or $50 a year, and you will help support the show. In this week's overtime topic, we discuss tech resolutions. And with that, we have reached the end of this episode of Clockwise All and the end of this year uh, for, for us here on Clockwise. All that is left is to thank our awesome guests, Abrar Alhiti. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to talk to you all. And Sarah Bickerton, thank you so much for joining us once again. Thank you guys for an amazing year. And I look forward to 2024 with you guys. All right. Yes, we are all looking forward to 2024. It's going to be a good year. As Micah said, no new episode next week, but join us first week of January for our brand new year of Clockwise. Micah, it has been, as always, a pleasure co-hosting with you for the last year. And And I look forward to it in 2024. And we look forward to seeing all of you in 2024 as well. Until then, however, we must remind you, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.